What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the OMG My Money podcast, where we talk personal finance, side hustling, and sports cards. Welcome to episode four. You can find the show notes at omgmymoney.com slash four. And also check the episode notes where you'll find additional information from the episode and also how to connect with me. What I'll go over in this episode is a combination of side hustling and sports cars, but I'll specifically talk about my alternative investment strategy that relies heavily on sports cards. Before I jump into alternative investments, I'll cover the basics of my personal overall investment buckets and strategy. I want to emphasize that the money I invest is prioritized in three buckets. Priority bucket one are my retirement accounts. Priority bucket two are my taxable accounts, which are completely separate from retirement accounts. And lastly, bucket three are my alternative investments. So to be clear, unless I have money left over after contributing to priority buckets one and two, I won't contribute any new money to my alternative investments. So basically, it's kind of like a waterfall, right? Priority bucket one, money left over goes into priority bucket two, money left over goes to priority bucket three. Like many in this community, I have side hustles and I have a full-time job. And sports cards happens to be one of my side hustles, like I mentioned in previous episodes. Let's start with my full-time job. Whenever I get my paycheck, I'm like a robot. Everything is automated as much as possible. I like to use the term set it and forget it. I automatically contribute to my retirement account so that I always hit my annual retirement contribution limit as a single household. That's priority bucket one. After bucket one is filled, I go on to my second bucket, which is my taxable accounts. The reason I have taxable accounts is because based on my monthly expenses and budgeting, I'll have money left over to put into my non-retirement accounts. After that, any additional money that's left over from putting money into my retirement accounts and then my taxable accounts, whatever's left over will go into my alternative investment bucket. Okay, so what are alternative investments? Most alternative investments are not regulated by the SEC and are not as liquid compared to stocks or obviously cash. Basically, it means if I wanted to sell alternative investments, I have to go through more steps and jump through more hoops to convert those investments into cash. Please keep in mind, I'm not a financial advisor, so any definitions you hear or approach to invest uh, to the alternative investment strategy that I'm laying out here is just my personal approach. So if you have any specific questions, I could do my best to uh, share my experience. But my recommendation is, you know, do some research and then get the advice from a certified financial planner. The reason I have an alternative investment portfolio is because it's part of my diversification strategy. You know, I have the traditional stocks and bonds and cash, but I'm also willing to take the higher risk with the potential exponential higher return with sports cards, especially. 
And that's what I've experienced over these past years. The return that I've seen uh, with sports cards has absolutely killed um, any returns that I've seen in your traditional assets like stocks and certainly bonds. So what are examples of alternative investments? In many articles, you might come across real estate as being considered alternative investments. And, you know, that does make sense because real estate is definitely part of a diversification strategy and it's definitely not nearly as liquid as other assets. However, for me, I like to keep real estate separate as its own asset class. So in other words, I don't consider real estate as part of my alternative investments. Rather, what I consider alternative investments include but are not limited to investments in startups, venture capital, cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, antiques, art, wine, jewelry, precious metals such as gold, silver, platinum, uh, coins, like actual coins, and of course sports cards. Again, these are my definitions, so this will vary if you look at various articles. So how much does my alternative investment class represent as a percentage of my net worth? Uh, before I get into that, let me explain that my alternative investments definitely represent a higher percentage of my overall net worth than I feel comfortable. And I'll explain um, shortly why that is. But this is also a result of the sports cards market just being absolutely on fire. Currently, it's, it's in a bull market state. Uh, because prices seem to be reaching new heights um, on you know across the board, uh, but with the uh, recent documentary The Last Dance, um, Michael Jordan cards especially um, have just been on fire. But we're seeing that in many segments of the market today. So let me go back to that whole percentage of net worth comment that I made. So I read somewhere that alternative investment shouldn't exceed more than 10% of your net worth. And that's the guide like I, that's the guideline that I've been using. Again, I read that just randomly somewhere, so that is the guideline that I've been using. And obviously, if there's people out there that are willing to take more risks, then that overall net worth percentage might be way more than 10%. I just happened to read a random article, did some research, and it seemed like 10% um, of my net worth was a good starting point. So that's just basically what I stuck with. In doing my monthly net worth statement, my alternative investments have gradually increased from around 10%. And now it's probably closer to 25% of my total net worth, depending on how the market does or the card market does. Um, and the reason why it fluctuates is because a lot of the cards that I had stashed away um, that, I, that I intended to keep long-term, uh, which I define as more than five years, uh, they just happen to continue to increase, beating the market, which I expect it to be about anywhere from six to 10% annually. Um, but basically, you know, the cards that I've been stashing luckily have increased so much that now 
alternative investments, not just sports cars, but just that entire bucket that I mentioned, um, now represents uh, close to, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25% of my net worth, just ballpark. You know, this percentage is definitely a lot more than I ever thought was possible considering the sports car journey I went through in episode three. My current alternative investments are fairly simple. I don't do any of the other examples that I provided earlier. So things like venture capital, um, business investing, art, jewelry, all that stuff, I, I don't do. I keep it very simple, mostly because a lot of the money um, or new money that comes in is typically going to real estate because that's starting to become a bigger passion of mine. But as I mentioned, it's primarily composed of sports cards. I have a very small collection of coins, specifically silver coins, which is more of a family thing. And then I have cryptocurrency, so specifically BTC. I actually got into cryptocurrency because I had money to put into my bucket. I didn't want to put into sports cars because I felt very comfortable there and I didn't really see anything I liked or wanted to invest in. So I spent some of that money on buying BTC when it was around 3000 or 3500 like between that period um, a while back. And I recently put in a new position last month um, and that was purely based on the whole uh, speculation, all this hoopla around this Bitcoin halving event that happened, I think, either on May 11 or May 12. Now, if you know, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just Google it because I'm just going to butcher what it actually means. Um, I just bought into the hype and I had extra money laying around. So I figured, OK, why not? Still, with all that said, Bitcoin and the actual coins are a tiny, tiny portion of my total alternative investments. I definitely will not be buying more um, precious metals. Um, I, I won't. I don't have any desire to get into uh, the funds for precious metals, and certainly, and most definitely, not actual precious metals. So. I hear, you know, on social media, especially in the sports cards community, um, how many are, you know, stashing coins and gold bars and things like that. I, I don't think that's a very smart move, um, generally speaking, when it comes to all the other options you have versus storing um, precious metals. Um, but that that's my personal opinion. I can get into an, in a new in a different episode, but. Basically, for alternative investments, again, not including real estate, um, I'm definitely going to increase um, my sports cards because that's something I absolutely love doing. Um, and so if I see an, a huge appreciation, certainly more than the 6 to 10% that I expect, then I'm going to continue to play and play this game. So now let's circle back to the income <laughs> like 10 minutes later. Um, and I want to talk about the side hustle income. So as a reminder or as a refresher, the paycheck that I get for my full-time job, it gets divided almost automatically into those three buckets. So bucket number one or top priority is retirement accounts. The second bucket or second priority is taxable accounts. And then the last one is alternative investments. And that's a very simplified version. Um, 
for the side hustle income, that is extra income that I'm making from some passion projects. So I have a few side hustles that I mentioned in a previous episode. And some of the ways that I make extra income are real estate, which I'm starting to get even more passionate about. And there's continual learning in that space for me. Um, I also do some consulting and I flip items um, such as sports cards and some other things. Um, I do some blogging and some other things that, you know, I, I happen to get some more sources of income that way. I'm going to focus on sports cards now. The money I make from sports cards results in three possible actions. Number one, I reinvest into sports cards so I can continue buying and selling. Number two, I acquire cards, whether it's money made from the side hustle or money left over from my paycheck after contributing to my previously mentioned buckets, which are retirement accounts and taxable accounts. And the cards I acquire are the ones that I consider as part of my alternative investments. Those cards are the ones I'm fairly certain and fairly confident that these will continue to go up in value as well as demand. Some examples of that would include uh, the very well-known popular 1986-1987 Fleer Michael Jordan rookie card, both the standard rookie card and also the sticker rookie card. For example, I was buying the standard rookie card in PSA graded 8 and BGS graded 8.5 for about $1,400 each just a few years ago. And as of this writing, uh, these cards are approaching, you know, about five to six grand each. And I was buying the Jordan sticker rookie card in lower to mid grade. um, So about a BGS graded six to about 7.5 for about 125 each. And now they're approaching, you know, six or 700 each. These are the cards I hold long-term. So minimum three years, if not a minimum of five years. So just to circle back and recap, the three actions that I take with the money I make from sports cards results in number one, I will reinvest into sports cards so I continue buying and selling. It's kind of that whole flipping mentality. Um, Number two, I acquire cards to put into my alternative investment stash. So it could be part of a long-term hold, like I mentioned, minimum three to five-year holds. Or it could be more of a short-term stash, especially when it comes to first-year Bowman Chrome autos, um, prospecting basically. And the last thing I do, so number three, um, the money I make from sports cards won't go into either reinvesting into sports cards or acquiring cards for the long-term hold, but rather I'll take that money and put it into my retirement account or taxable account. So basically, even after I filled both of those buckets, instead of setting that money aside to buy sports cards or other things, I'll just put that leftover money into um, the retirement account or taxable account. But nowadays, I'm actually putting it more into what I call an opportunity fund, which is basically uh, a fund I'll use for new opportunities. And right now, my focus is on real estate. So that that's what that uh, fund is building up towards. I mean, looking back, 
um, let's say uh, mid to late March when the stock market was basically tanking uh, with the whole COVID going on and all that. Um, that was an example where, you know, I, I haven't experienced or I hadn't experienced the stock market uh, being down so much so quickly in a very long time. So I figured, okay, you know what, let me s maybe put a little bit of a pause in buying sports cards and put a little bit more than I usually do into the market. Um, I do not regret that decision because, you know, the decision was made. There's no use in trying to second guess the decision. But what I missed out on was I could have, would have, should have bought sports cards at that time. Um, you know, LeBron rookies, right? 2003, 2004 LeBron rookies have skyrocketed since then. Well, really any, a lot of the cards, um, basically the whole market has skyrocketed since then. Um, and so I definitely would have seen a much bigger appreciation, but again, you know, no regrets, you know, it's, it's hindsight, right? Um, but that's basically the third way I, uh, I use money I make from sports cards. In the next episode, I'll explain why sports cards are my favorite alternative investment class. So I'll get a little bit deeper into, uh, my alternative investment strategy, especially with sports cards. Before I wrap up this episode, let me share a motivational quote. This one is from Vince Lombardi. Quote, Perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. If you don't mind supporting the podcast, please share this podcast with your network, rate the podcast, review it, and please subscribe. This helps more than you'll ever know. You can find the show notes at omgmymoney.com slash four. If you ever have any questions, please reach out to me. I'll answer every question. This show is about you, and I'd love to see this community grow. Let's learn, improve, inspire, and collaborate. Thanks for listening, everyone. See ya.